are we going to get started? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, where's Dilo at? Well, he was frantically down building that wall, and I got a kind of weird, crackly phone call from him. It sounds like he hmm. was with the crew, and they shut things down yesterday, and he got stuck on the other side. What? Hmm. So... I don't know. Ooh. So he's stuck on. It's hard to climb. I've heard. It's hard to climb. Really, I thought it was real easy. I've seen like all the videos well, of like know. the speed competitions. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen how short Dilo's legs are, but um, <laughs> I think it might be a okay, little more fair. difficult for him. Well, maybe. So I guess he can Skype in later. Yeah, I, I don't know. We'll see if I get a message from him, but I guess we'll just have to start the show without him. You're tuned to the Trail Show. Long time listener, first time caller. Arriba, 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 tota. It's the Trail Show. Bam! Ah! Featuring Lawton Disco Grinter. Never slap a man who's chewing tobacco. Felicia P.O.D. Hermosillo. I'm against historical trash. Mike Dilo DiLorenzo. Embrace the brutality. Junaid Special 41 Daoud. And I can't help but think that, you know... Trail Show Bob. Daniel Out of Order Alvarez. What's up, Trail Show? And now broadcasting live from Boulder, Colorado, it's the Trail Show. Coming to you live from the Bobby Walter Studio in Boulder, Colorado, and Salida, Colorado's historic beer district, this is the Trail Show. The Trail Show is the longest running monthly hiking podcast on the planet and has been downloaded over 1 million times all over the globe. We are on air, on demand, and heard worldwide on all your favorite apps and at thetrailshow.com. But we're not on Parlor. We're not on Parlor. We tried and got deplatformed, so we're just, you know, on all the other places. Yeah, if you spread truths on on Parlor, they they take away your rights. Sky is blue. You're out of here. You're done. (laughs) Uh, P.O.D., what's on the menu tonight? Other than beer. Uh, tons and tons of beer. In fact, I will say Disco has been doing a lot of drinking these last two weeks to try to really get through all the selections that have been sent to us. Um, so he's b- born that cross Hard on behalf work. of the whole trail show. Hard at work. Drinking all the martyr. different beers that were sent to us. Yep, he's a real martyr. You, you um, didn't consider just like sending some this way? Mm, yeah. No, well, you know what? Uh, I'm, I'm lying. We did consider that, it. We yeah. decided it against. Yeah, okay. I'm going to be in Denver on Tuesday. If uh, somebody wants to drive down and do a handoff, I'm game. Uh, Triple O, you want to drive up from Florida, do a handoff? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <here? laughs> I mean, okay. that seems pretty fair for you, Spesh. That's, uh, you know, they're doing I mean, three hours. You're doing one. I mean, I'm always happy to collect some beer. All right, we'll talk. You can always leave show. it at Twinkle's Twinkle's house too. Okay. Yeah. Um. Let's see. We've got uh, some hotline calls. I think. We got one. We got one hotline right. call. That's better than zero. We've got. We have some uh, trail news. We have one mailbag, but then we have something special planned for mailbag, which Ooh. will be fun for our listeners and especially fun for Disco. I think. So we're gonna review our holiday gifts that may might double as ten stakes. And we've got all our monthly donors. We've got a, a trail of the month uh, that's going to be paired with uh, a bit of a review, although our, our guest doesn't know that. So we're going to spring that on at the end. 
And probably some other shenanigans. Yeah. Game. Trivia. Who knows? I think we got to talk about this wall of beer that is Mike DiLorenzo's Beer of the Month. Yes. Tony Sheboygan Pitts sent us a wall of beer. Yeah. He heard the call to build the wall. He and the he call. said, I'm going to build it with beer. And we, All you know right. what? We salute you. So I am drinking, as is POD, the Blood Orange Honey uh, from Sheboygan Brewing Company. In true Delo fashion, a unique twist on an American-style wheat ale. The addition of honey and blood orange puree results in a medium-bodied beer that is very smooth with an exhilarating nose of citrus. 5.7 ABV and only 10 IBUs. This is a quaffable blood orange honey ale, if I must say so myself. Beauty, what do you think? I think it's good, yeah. It's very light. Very nice. I can. What else? But the blood orange is strong. Yeah, talk about some of the other beers that we've had too. Well, since you're putting me on the spot, they have a a low ABV IPA that Delo would not approve of, but that I enjoyed very much. It's called Tree Love. Mm -hmm. It's a low calorie IPA, and I'm not normal. I don't seek out these low. Whatever, it's 3.8% ABV, 40 IBUs. So I was expecting this to taste like water. And it did not. It actually tasted like an IPA. I couldn't believe it. And somehow yeah, I ended I up losing. Was... I lost like 20 pounds just when I, just from drinking one of them. <laughs> Low calorie. I don't know how that happened. It's incredible. Yeah, it was good. And we've got a couple more we're going to talk about um, throughout yeah. the evening. That's correct. Um, but you'll have yeah. to let us. You'll have to let us know how they are. Well, we are. Below. That's what we're doing. I saved. Oh. I saved two thirds of the shipment for the Boulder contingent, and it looks like there might be a handoff on Tuesday. So get ready. I'm ready. I'll be here Tuesday. You can hand it off to me. No, well, I'm going to be, be in Denver, Denver. So you're going to oh. have to hop on your little hippie bicycle. You got to ride your ride bike down to Denver. Denver. Mm. Actually, I'm going to leave them in Golden, it looks like. So you can just get on 93, mm -hmm. you know, get in that headwind. I go down that way. I go down that way. I go down that way in my, my automobile, though. Okay. Oh, okay. Even better. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Cool. Uh, Dilo, we had an opening bit about you. It looks like you – so last we spoke of, you were on the other side of the wall. Bad so, idea. Looks like you made it out. Bad, bad idea. Okay. You really want to do an opening bit about the Trump wall? <laughs> well, Here no, it's done. It's oh, over, good. man. Oh, great. I'm glad so I wasn't Dilo, a part of it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Dilo, it looks like you made it back. Uh, it's good I, to see I, you. I was I was worried that you weren't going to be able to scale that wall with your, you know. That bollard legs. fence? Yeah. Yeah. But I'm pretty, I'm pretty lean. I'm also short, so I could slip <laughs> through the bollards. You know what I mean? Oh, I see. Mm -hmm. Nice. And now yeah. you're unemployed. So yeah. what's next for you now that you're not on this building project? Well, I'm hoping to really take uh, capitalize on my trail show fame here, to oh. be honest with you. I've got some uh, guest appearances on some other podcasts with some other um, uh, other well-known podcasters, which I can't really mention by name because they're, they're – it would, it's going to be a surprise to their listeners. So okay. um, the podcasts are well syndicated. They're, um, <clears throat> yeah, uh, 
Spotify has recently purchased the the rights to the podcasts from the uh, podcasters. So there's uh, some money to be made. Um, so I'm I'm hoping that that kind of like leads me in a, a profitable direction in the new year. Otherwise, my kids are gonna get pretty hungry. Are you talking about our lawn and garden uh, spinoff podcast? I can't I can't divulge any details okay. right now okay. just because it's like I said it's under wraps. Okay. Under wraps. All right. Well, we also got some beer from Stephen Ozark Highlands Parker, and we're going to get into that a little bit later. But man, I mean, the trail show, or at least some of the trail show is a wash in a sea of suds. It's true. <laughs> Dilo, what do you have? Fours. Four noses. 2021. Four noses. What do you, what, what's going on there? Six noses. Maple Imperial Stout. Oh my gosh, that's a winter beer if I've ever seen one. So I just want to, I'll, I'll let you know I'm going to come clean here. I have to be honest with everybody. Hello. I have not been drinking many IPAs lately. Hello. What? Mm-hmm. What's wrong? I, I have been drinking porters and ales Hello. and stouts and Hello. Belgians, all Might sorts well of darker be beers. Darker beers with more robust body. Well, that's what you're supposed to do this time of year. Yes, so that's what I'm doing. Mm. So right now, ladies and gentlemen, listeners of the Trail Show, I'm pouring a Four Noses Maple Imperial Stout into a tall glass. This beer comes in at a whopping 8.4% alcohol by volume. Well, it will have notes of dark chocolate, maple sweetness and a subtle roast hey now sounds mm. awesome yep and after this beer i have another very special beer which is pretty amazing it is an ipa but i will not give it away yet but i will say that it is a beer that i have looked forward to drinking for many many years does it have it something to, to do me. with florida it, it was sent to me is it low by, calorie i um, the weekend Let's let's talk about that low-calorie okay. stuff. Is it the Florida man, Dilo? Why would one drink a low-calorie, low-alcohol-by-volume beer? Because it was mailed to them. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. I guess, yeah. I, I, that's fine. Usually, I have a friend who I can give those beers away to. And yeah. he loves, well, that, the he one loves that we had them. was good. Yeah? Yeah. 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 It actually didn't taste like, you know, Bud Light. Dilo, how's that maple imperial stout? <laughs> wow! If only oh, Trail wow. Nation could it see is, his uh, face. It has got very subtle but yet pronounced maple notes, which are available both on the nose and on the tongue. Is it a? a um, is it pancakes in a cup? I wouldn't go that far because it's not as sweet as pancakes doused okay. in maple syrup, but it has a nice maple flavor. It's got a, a light mouthfeel. Mm, it's quite delicious. Spesh, what about you? What are you drinking? I saw a bottle over there. Uh, I've got a um, Odell Brewing Company Barreled Treasure mm. Coconut Chocolate Stout. Whoa, uh, man. Barrel-aged Imperial nice. Stout. Out with coconut. Where did you find that? They have those Uh, in stores? I'm not sure. Somebody gave it to me. 
Wow, that's a find um, right there. I haven't seen that heavy in the store. A Wowzer. reward of hidden bliss awaits the intrepid explorer whose journey brings them to barreled treasure. An imperial <laughs> stout aged in a blend of bourbon, wheat whiskey, and virgin American oak barrels, and enlivened with luxurious additions of coconut and dark chocolate. Barrel treasure has a complex profile packed with aromas and notes of sweet coconut, chocolate-covered espresso beans, and baker's chocolate. Your riches await. Wow. Man, you should have been at the inauguration yesterday reading that. Triple <laughs> <laughs> uh, O, what should, about you? What do you, you got should, down uh, there in Florida? Florida man? Uh, I'm drinking a green tea. Oh, 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 come on, man. Is that like a Japanese beer or something? Because it's so cold in Florida, you're like, I need some green tea. You got to stay warm, healthy in the new year. Okay. Now I got to go yeah. raid the fridge at some point, or maybe the next break. Green tea it is. Sounds good. Well, okay. should we get into uh, trail news? Ladies and gentlemen, tonight we have trail news with Special 41. Here it is. Wait, are we doing trail news now? Um, so let's see. Uh, we've got a few different things going on. Um, the PCT Association is, in fact, uh, going to be issuing permits this year. Um, snap. They went, they like the reservation thing went online on the 19th. Uh, we're recording on the 21st, so it just happened. I, I haven't really heard anything about how it went, but I do know that they were planning on issuing the standard like number of, of permits, uh, cool. which is 50 a day for northbound from March through March 1st through uh, May 31st. And 15 southbound um, from June 15th to September 15th. So I don't know if like all of the slots and whatever have been taken up, but they plan on issuing them. Uh, the PCTA is still asking people to uh, defer their hike if possible, delay it, um, given that, uh, you know, COVID's still ongoing and uh, the, a lot of never. these. Yes, exactly. And a lot of these um, dates are going to be, you know, before um, everybody's gotten a chance to get the vaccine. Uh, they basically said something along the line of, uh, oh, let's see, they wrote, if you are not prepared to change your behavior to lower the risk to yourself and those around you, this is not the time for a long distance trip on the PCTA. Please postpone your trip. So they are issuing them, but they're kind of still recommending against against mm. going i guess which is sort of an interesting position to take um yeah i will say but, that uh, it is a good time to invest in um pacific crest trail northbound permits um i purchased 10 permits a day for the week for, of april 1 through april 5th under 50 different pseudonames and i plan to actually sell those on the internet 
for uh, as we get closer to those dates. So while it may not be a good time to hike the PCT, it is a good time to buy up all of the available PCT northbound permits, uh, especially for those prime dates, because you will be able to um, double or triple your money, um, much like this Bitcoin, Bitcoin phenomena, um, except just a little bit more malicious. So there's that. I like it. Social yeah, legal. It, folks. Um, Social legal. Do we need to do we need to qualify anything there? Well, unlike Bitcoin, this has a probably positive environmental impact of reducing the whereas Bitcoin has an incredibly terrible uh, environmental impact using excessive <laughs> amounts of electricity. Most but of it's renewable. That, <laughs> Most of it's renewable. But nobody wants to listen to real facts, truth, actual. <laughs> sorry, were we, were, we, what, what? were we doing trail news? I'm sorry, I, we got sidetracked. What segment news. were we in again? I thought it was trail news. I thought we were talking about the environmental impacts of uh, of things. Oh, I, you know, it's overconsumption. Um, of, hmm, yeah, yeah. Civic Uh Well, the Eagle Creek Trail is open again. What? Oh wait, no. The Eagle Creek Trail is closed again. <laughs> okay, that sounds. So, um, well, Why? it was both. It was both, and both of those happened since we recorded last. So wow. after three years of uh, of work, um, they the crews finally got it open. As people may recall, the Eagle Creek Trail, uh, if you have not been on it, is one of the most scenic, amazing pieces of the Pacific Crest Trail. It's not mm -hmm. technically part of the PCT, but really every hiker takes it. And it's like where Tunnel Falls is. And anyway, a few years ago, some kids decided it would be cool to, to uh, toss a smoke bomb um, off the trail uh. and caught the whole thing on fire. And so Eagle Creek oh. Trail has been closed for the last you know, three years because of that. Well... They finally got it open, um, and uh, and then there was a bunch of flooding all through the uh, Columbia River Gorge, including uh, some some damage to the Eagle Creek Trail, and so they had to close it again. They're going to get some crews in there to uh, clear out. I think it's just some downed trees and things of that nature, but kind of. Uh, Where is that coming from? What? Is there a tapping? No, I hear people speaking. What is that? Yeah, it's like a TV or something. Oh, is that my kids upstairs? I can close the door. They're watching videos. I can't even hear it. I don't. I can still hear it. I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Shut the show down, guys. We got to. Get the audio engineers in here immediately. We got to get this fixed. What the son of a... Okay. Anyway, so yeah, uh, it was open for a minute there, and now it's closed again. Uh, presumably, it will open again, and probably in less than three years this time. So uh, keep keep an eye out for that. Wait a minute. Okay. Why did it close again? Three years. There was a bunch of flooding in the uh, Columbia River Gorge oh, okay. area, <clears throat> uh, and uh, there was some of that flooding damaged the the trail. There's, I think, some downed trees and and uh, things of that nature. So hmm. it's not not like you know the the level of damage, I guess, that um, occurred from the fire, but uh, nonetheless closed for a minute. I have, you know, Pod sent this one to me, but 
I felt like we talked about this, or maybe we just passed it around on the 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 uh, text group or something like that. But I'm also out of Denver Post articles, so I can't really talk about it. Uh, but basically, there was a guy who got um, caught using a torch to open up the pay boxes and uh, stealing money out of the uh, out of the pay boxes. What, like he had a blowtorch. He was like melting metal pay boxes. A, what's a pay box? A pay box for what? Like, yeah, it's like, like a pay station. Yeah, like a pay station. It's like a, a like if you're at a national forest or oh okay, um, okay. like um, campground or something Parking like that. Areas. Yeah, nice. any of that kind of stuff with the little self-pay slips. Well, mm -hmm. he he uh, used a a blowtorch to uh, take himself a little. Uh, a little withdrawal from from, yeah. from he must them. have been a trail show listener i mean uh, most yeah, of our listeners travel with blow torches well i mean about burning you know, your jeans with them you know he he there was no reports of him burning his jeans with them uh -huh. um and it's entirely possible i mean it's possible i'm not saying it's it, this is what happened but it's possible yeah. <laughs> that he actually found out about blow torches from somewhere other than the trail show no way okay. Seriously, it's, it's possible. Okay, I, yeah, I let's mean, not rule it out. Let's not rule it out. I I I'm just trying to stick with the facts. I okay. heard it was a Tesla blowtorch, and he was using the money to test tequila. Hmm. Mm. I, I didn't I didn't see that in the article that I read either. <laughs> <laughs> Incidentally, the offer is still out there. If anyone wants to mail the trail show some Tesla tequila, um. Or not mail, but you know, bring it in on like horse pack or llama or something. We'll, right. we'll we'll accept it. Now, if you do want to send us one of those one of those Elon Musk blow torches, oh, we'll, we'll take one of those. Yeah, and one we, each. and we'll uh we'll we'll definitely light some things, including blue jeans, on fire with them. So or a, or just, a Tesla. Just keep, <gasps> yes, you can also send you can also Tesla. send us a Tesla. <laughs> Me <fire>. first. <laughs> Uh, yeah. You could also send us Christmas pajama pants, mm. or the shorts, the Tesla shorts. Oh, for available. Bernie, I was like, what? like that guy right there. Is that what you're wearing? Special uh, Christmas pajama pants? Uh, yeah, there's something like Christmas. They're more like winter than Christmas. Oh, yeah. Okay, it's like nice. some snowflakes and. Oh, that's some cool. So you could wear them. And... You could wear them throughout the winter, not just at Christmas time. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to right. limit limit my uh my PJ fashion choices mm -hmm. nice Very what cool. else you got special uh last story um i'm i'm just gonna throw this one in there uh, pod sent this to me just um what today i think so yesterday this I is actually from press this so, is actually yeah. from a listener from john burt uh so this is the cocaine hippos right yep yeah so uh, we've yeah. actually talked about the cocaine hippos uh on the show before i know um, so, uh, but this is a new story about them. Uh, and this is basically some scientists have come out and said, Hey, you know what? We need to cull these things. They have <gasps> expanded, uh, to the point where it's like, no. you know, they're really getting out of control and oh, they've, no. they've really taken over. Now there is some pushback. Some of the people in the area, uh, have grown fond of their, little naturalized group of of hippos um they're uh and so hungry but they're they're, <laughs> they're also um looking at doing some other options that are like less than lethal and they're talking about like castrating some of the the males so that they can't mate 
uh, in order to like, you know, get the population level to, to yeah. stabilize and come down without having to actually go out and kill animals. <laughs> so I don't well, know if they're going to be a high risk. They're really going to do that. They did talk about some uh, some study that they had done before, where they uh, they had castrated a couple of them, and it didn't seem to have any like real impact. the The level of or like the population size has has gotten to be like more than eighty um, hippos, um, which is you know that's a lot. That's actually kind of a lot of hippos. Well, because then it can you know the the exponent factor that starts to get real big and it says that he started in 1980 with just one male and three female hippos so if he started with four and we're at 80 who who are you all talking about yeah Pablo well, so, okay, Escobar. Now, yeah so now Pablo. okay for for people who did not hear about this story before these hippos uh were yeah from um Pablo Escobar's like private zoo back in the 80s uh, and obviously he's been dead for a long time. This, this, like his compound is now like a theme park. Uh, but, uh, and I guess there are some hippos still in that theme park. Um, however, there were a bunch of hippos that over time, like got out and bred and what have you. And now there is basically like 80 hippos just like cruising around, um, in, in this area. Uh, they said in, vegetation. exactly and and i mean you know they don't belong there right so in, and they're um, just like, Colombia. and in and in 2012 yeah. there were 35 of them so from you know 2012 to now they've more than doubled their numbers so yeah. without, without like something uh they're they're like well they're just going to keep spreading and it's not like they're confined in some way where like they couldn't go and and get to some other places and like establish other little breeding colonies exactly. in other other spots so like right now it's it's there's there's enough of them um that it's a problem but it's in a small enough area that it hasn't become like a, a huge problem yet but if they don't do something you know if, if anybody's familiar with the way that like uh population doubling works um it it's probably not a good sign that in 2012 there were 35 now less basically like eight years later there's 80 so mm -hmm. they've, they've doubled in eight years their next doubling is likely to be faster than that uh, and yeah well it'll be interesting to see what what they do about it parabolic I mean, they're big anim animals but just think of the the size of the rail they can do with those nostrils of theirs too those oh my god i know Man. just like you you got to have like a big mirror to cut up a line for a hippo <laughs> that's right they're gonna be you gotta like get one of those yeah, wall man. length mirrors <laughs> telescope i'm gonna have to whack the tubes who brought this guy to the party all right that's it that's all i got all right there he goes ladies and gentlemen special 41 just left the building and now he's back hi you got any uh you got any or uh, hotline calls triple o yeah you know the hotline was fairly quiet this month we did we not did get one. put out a reminder that's what happened it was the we holidays did, we did it was get the one. holidays busy month busy month yes we have one call this month and fortunately for us it is a good one 
one that certain people will very much appreciate. Hey now. So I figure while I'm watching Piglet naked bike around the house and Peanut finding scrap food in the corners, I'd share a story with you, if you will. So we ran into Arno in 2016 on the PCT going into Cajon Pass. And we're leaving town. We saw him again. And we took a wrong turn somewhere out there, but that's all right. We crossed the river at a wrong point, a little creek there. And then, as we're headed to the cache that's out there, we run into the Philly junk and her children protecting the thing. Won't let us near it. Yeah, the hemulin was hiding in the bushes. Tough broad said it might have been because we were, you know, smoking that pipe with the uh, snufkin there in the bushes beforehand. But this is a true story. And, uh, yeah. We marched on with no water. Peace and love. Be good. You get behind on shows. It's like losing grip with reality here. <laughs> Wait a minute. What was in the bushes? I've listened to that approximately three times, and I still am not quite sure what was in the bushes. wonder if we could get Bear Sweats to join us on a future trail show to yes. – uh, <clears throat> To clarify some of these things, I think that would be quite yeah. a quite an interesting thing to have happen here. So, Bear Sweats, if you're listening, we're gonna have our um, who who does that our arrangement? Our media team. Our media team. We're gonna have our media team, our interns, and our media team reach out to you just so that we can get you on the show. I like. I it. like it. Peace and love. Yeah, we need to know what was in those bushes. Yeah, done. Consider and I can't believe done. he ran into Arno. Yeah, That's Arno crazy. never he never mentioned anything. Could it have been? Was it a snake? Of, I mean, Cajon Pass. Was it one of Was it one of Pablo's hippos? <gasps> yeah, oh. the cocaine hippos. Pablo's hippos. It's quite los, possible. Los hippos de Pablo. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, los, los hippos coquina de Pablo. <laughs> Before we go to break, I want to relay a quick story that happened to P.O.D. and I. And it it's kind of a callback. Is this to, another hippo story? No, yeah, are the hippos a, involved or what? Like, because if not, maybe you should. Just you this know, hippo. It's a callback to what Spesh was talking about, about the guy with the blowtorch busting open the, the trailhead pay cylinder, metal cylinder things. So oh, was that you? No. <laughs> no, that was my hippo. I sent no. my hippo in there to just knock those down. It's a little so, easier. POD and I over Christmas went down to Texas to do some hiking in West Texas in the Big Bend area and also oh, wow. in the Guadalupe's area. But that's not what I'm going to talk about real quick. We went to a different area that will go unnamed to camp one night. And it was an area with a campground. There was no host there was no entrance gate there was just a little bit of information on the web there's a campground here okay so we pull in there and there's no one to talk to there's no one to pay there's nowhere to pay and is there anywhere to poop yes yes fantastic i mean you can't nice, anywhere very nice toilets and covered picnic tables At was there campsite. water was there water mm -hmm. We had our own. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. 
But anyway, what we found out after the fact is that they wanted people to go online and pay for their permit online, but there's also no cell service at this location because it's in an extremely remote part of West Texas. So there's no cell phone service for like 40 minutes in either direction. But here's here's where the callback comes full circle. Now I'm wondering if they used to have one of those metal pay cylinders, but, but some jackass with a blowtorch kept cutting it open and stealing the money, so they removed it. And now they don't, no one gets any money. The thief doesn't, the area that owns it doesn't, no one. Nothing for the hippos. Yeah, nothing. Yep. I mean, it's probably just that they've moved over to that online system that, what is it, recreation.gov or something, and all the state parks and all the everybody is is doing it's reservations not, through those. Yeah, yeah, they are. But this one is like, a, you have to have like a hunting permit. PD, like, don't, don't give away too much information. There's several of those places in Texas. Don't give us your... Anyway, it was uh, 78 degrees down there one day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were actually cowering next to our car in the shade because we were so hot. <laughs> Wowzer. Yeah. It's a little different. Anyway, well, should we go to break? And when we come back, we're going to have an ice-tastic, spectacular guest oh, on the show. An ice grab an ice grab a dance grab an ice grab a dance that Extra, extravagance. Ice- Ice gravitans. I can't do it. Can't do it. Don't go anywhere. Hi, this is Simon from Germany. I hate hiking and I never listen to the trail show. But I love sauerkraut. Oh, sauerkraut. Alter, is this lecker. The trail show is back. Beauty, do you have some beer you want to speak on? Yeah, Stephen Parker sent us a, a lovely selection of beers from Arkansas. Um, the Lost 40 Brewing. This is the Love Honey Bach. Mm. Um it was the first beer made in our in their brew house in 2014. It's quite and delicious. 6.3 percent from Little Rock, Arkansas. Um, yeah, there's not much else on the can here. Um, Talk about that wit beer. Yeah, please. The back is okay. The wit. The wit. The, the fallen queen. The Belgian style wit beer. That's one of the best wit beers I've ever had in my life. Mm-hmm. Orange peel and coriander mingle for a bright citrus aroma, light lemony tartness, and a pleasantly crisp finish. Yeah, I could drink a hundred of these. These are yeah. so good. If you like the Florida uh, Cracker, you'll love this beer. Yep. Just saying. I mean, did they did they send a hundred of them though? No, they no. didn't. They only sent two. Shouldn't say only. I was happy to have what we have. So. Anyway, thank you, Stephen Parker, for those beers. They're they are fantastic, too. We got a lot of beer this month, so it was great. Can I recommend that Stephen Parker not get on the boat? Oh, here we go. I, can, I, I'm just, can I 
Can I just say that the Tony Town pasta from Stephen Parker is out of this world? Oh, yeah. We've talked about this before. He sent you some pasta, Dila. He sent me some pasta. That's correct. Thank you, Stephen Parker. Wow. In return, I sent Stephen Parker a picture of his beer, which I will unsheath later. And whatever the word is, I forgot what the word is. Somebody can tell me what the word is. Unearth? Unveil. Unveil. Thank you. Yeah. I will unveil the beer that I've been waiting to drink. Actually, I already drank one, but I've been waiting to drink for years, for years. But I sent Stephen Parker a picture of the two boxes of Tony Town pasta and the beers that he sent me underneath our live Christmas tree. Oh, yeah. Right on. Live. Live. Well, all right. So, ladies and gentlemen, with quite the fanfare, we are so excited to present to you the onion talking about ice ice i mean talking about the it's the iceland traverse from reykjavik iceland the cocaine hippos welcome to the trail show thank you for having me your audio Uh, sounds great Plug it in and it works. Are you sweating now because of all that technical difficulty? (laughs) You work up a sweat there. You did some hard work getting that audio (laughs) plugged into a different device. Nice job. I mean, to be clear, the technical difficulty was just that it it was a PC. True. (laughs) You know, we've been doing the trail show for over eight years. We've never covered the Iceland Traverse. And I think it's only appropriate that the Onion cover... The ice Lintraverse. The ice man is himself. the reason that you have not covered it because I was a bore uh, when I forced my way onto the show. In no, you weren't a bore. No, 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 man. You've, you've brought <laughs> no, you a lot a of joy to the trail show. Over you were a thief, not a bore. Oh, boy. Like, what's the word? B O boorish, boorish behavior that I stole all. Oh, I see that we'll let Delo comment on that it, it affected Delo directly you know it, yeah he was he, he had to sleep in the garage for three nights after that incident because he was in so much trouble with his family dude i'm still making ice <laughs> i still haven't filled up those receptacles in the refrigerator you know like i'm still trying to fill them it's You're still trying to catch hard. Up. Hard. we're it's not talking we're not talking about like your seven years bad cosplay right now <laughs> yeah I don't know what's going on. All right, I think we're going to do Trail of the Month now. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, tonight on the Trail Show, we have The Onion here with us. First time since episode 100 to talk to us about the Icelandic Traverse. (laughs) My first question, Onion, is is this the Jonathan Lay Iceland Traverse, or is this something completely different? Or is this the Andrew Skirka Iceland? Yeah, which one? Which one? Um, what do you want to talk about? But mostly the Jonathan Lay Iceland Traverse. Okay, that's what okay. I. That's what I think is most. Yes, the J Lay route I think is the most common, and I think the most, the most ex- accessible for experienced, yet not superhuman hikers. Now, women do this trail. I know you do so much that women can't do. So I'm just oh, curious. Oh boy. 
<laughs> oh boy, Onion, you, you couldn't have expected anything less, right? I mean, you knew it was going to kind of be this way, yes, right? Yes, I... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's speechless, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I would just dig myself deeper. So stop digging. Don't dig deeper, so... And I'm going to stop digging. Okay. I didn't start digging in the first place. I will have you know. But well, I mean, I mean, when, you're digging again. You're digging again. Found when yourself they, in a hole and just when they go low. When they go low, you just go high, man. <laughs> Where have I heard that before? <laughs> Special's going high. All right. All right. Yes. So tell us, tell us about the JLA Iceland Traverse. Okay, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So Jonathan, Jonathan Lay, uh, known for his CDT maps and flumpf.com, um, website hiked this in 2006. And he's, as from what I can tell, sort of came up with it on his own. Uh, he and a buddy hiked it in 2006. I was like doing some Googling and I found a book by a guy, Ted Edwards called Fight the Wild Island. And it looks like he hiked across it in 1986. Uh, but Jay um is sort of popularized this, I think for at least the, the English speaking world because his website is still up and- Is Flump still uh, a thing? It yes. is. Yeah, I haven't is. been on there in a while. By the way, can you spell that word for Trail Show Nation? It's a little. It's odd. it starts with a ph and ends with an f. And it's uh, p h l u m f flump. Correct. Yes. And that's the sound that snow makes when it falls to the ground off of a tree branch, right? Oof. Yeah. That Oof. is that is correct. Okay. <laughs> just just to clarify. Checks out. <laughs> So I hiked it uh, with my buddy Nano in 2014, and this route is a 300 to maybe 350 mile long route from the uh, northern shore to the southern shore of the island. There's a northern, the, the, it's actually the second most northern lighthouse. It starts with an H. I will not pretend to pronounce it. <laughs> But there's a town called Aspergi that's pretty no close to the northern shore. And then you just walk across the middle of the island uh, to Skogafoss, which is a big waterfall on the south side. Uh, we actually started from a little town, a town called Husavik that was just easier to get to Ooh. and not quite as far north. Husavik? Um, like Horton Hears of Husavik? <laughs> exactly. Um, and yeah, so 300, 350 miles, you see a giant river canyon with some gigantic waterfalls, a beautiful lake town and lake uh, called Mivatan, and then into volcanic desert. Um, if you follow any nighttime photography or northern lights photographers on Instagram, you've definitely seen this area. You've seen the the hull of an aircraft, uh, the hull of an airplane that's left in the that's been in the Icelandic like volcanic desert uh. for 50 years or something. You've definitely seen photos of this uh, NASA trained astronauts for the moon launch there because it's like such a barren wasteland. Um, 
And uh, so that's in the center of the island. And then on the south end of the island, you get to this uh, a popular hut route that's called the Laugavager or the Fimfortahals track. So there's there's two tracks that are connected that are about 50 miles. So Laugavager. Yeah, exactly. The, the southern 50 miles is is amazing. It, it's really popular. It's got huts on it. And that's the most sort of mountainous, uh, otherworldly, mossy, green mountains. You have to sleep in, in the huts. Also. Yeah. Are you required to hut sleep? No, def- definitely not. Okay. Uh, and so you don't, it's, it's probably pretty spendy if you do sleep in them but you can if i recall correctly you can sleep anywhere on the route or definitely you can camp for fairly cheaply in a tent in the neighborhood right talk to us about the wind iceland is known for relentless horrific just punishing wind did you experience this on your traverse that is that is correct. Uh, the wind, the the rain, co- the rain comes in horizontally and yeah. all day long, and it, it's so windy that it feels like it's thirty degrees out. But then, as soon as you set up your tent, which should be fairly sturdy, what a lot of people say you should use a freestanding tent i'm not sure that's necessary but it does need to be sturdy uh because it's extremely windy as soon as you set up that tent and get inside you realize oh it's actually like 50 plus degrees outside Uh. it's just that the wind it's so windy and it's raining and so wet that you it feels much colder Hmm. um so i was wearing I was wearing uh, soft shell pants underneath hard shell pants, uh, like multiple layers of pants. And like on through hikes, on through hikes in the U.S., I have not even carried long pants. Yeah. I was carrying multiple layers on my leg, wearing multiple layers on my legs. In and you needed you- them. Yes. Yeah. So when that weather comes in, does it stay for several days and you just have to hike in it? In the center? Uh, in the middle of the country, the there is so little shelter that, yeah. w- like, I have photos of like there's okay. We found all day we saw one rock that was basically <laughs> the size of the tent. So we were walking, and I was I'm a jerk, so I like made my partner hike with me until like one in the morning because we were like, let's find something to put this tent behind. And it was like we found one rock, one boulder all day. And uh, we set up your set up your tent like in the lee side of this one boulder, and so you wouldn't want to stay there for long because it's not great shelter. Um, Maybe the so, huts are yes. a good so, thing in Iceland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm the huts thinking. could definitely be a good thing. You just, a lot of you just need a hammock and then like some some <laughs> big rocks and some giant balloons. <laughs> yes, it's the ultimate Ulti- hammock hike. But <laughs> that's, that's, I would love to see anyone. I would 
pay to see that ridiculous bit of someone just trying to hammock hike in ice. Like suspended from their trekking poles too. <laughs> P.U.D. and I saw a guy camping like that in Big Bend National Park over Christmas. Yeah. Although there was zero wind, but like, can you imagine in Iceland, like some guy like suspended from an ultralight hammock <laughs> with his trekking poles holding him up? Like, it's carbon fiber poles. Carbon fiber yeah. poles. <laughs> that's sort of the sad thing is like i had heard before going that or maybe i assumed this or sort of heard this that the reason there were so there were no trees is because it was so windy and that's not true it's just because it's a it's an island that's been populated for a thousand years so the vikings in the thousand years that people have been there uh they cut them all down and Oh, the really? island used to be like yeah. 35 to 40 percent tree cover and now it's what? like that's wow. the same reason why scotland has no trees scotland has no trees for the exact same reason they're oh, all chopped man. down and then they <clears throat> they have all these deer and grazing animals and they just never grow back because as soon as trees start growing back animals eat them because they're much tastier than the grass so there's yeah there's a lot of sheep in iceland there's yep a lot of that sheep is in scotland sort too. of the uh the bummer to this hike is that there's not a lot of wildlife there's there's yeah. sheep and there's uh horses uh and there are there are arctic fox and there are uh there's a lot of bird life but definitely no lorax i take it <laughs> <laughs> no Lorax. Lorax no has trees, moved on and from no, Iceland. No other wildlife. So the onion, some friends of ours who will go unnamed actually verified for us that spot devices do work in Iceland because at some point on this traverse, they were caught in, I guess, rising waters of a tributary river type situation. And they actually had to hit the SOS button and were rescued. Can you speak to like the river fording or that that whole piece of the traverse that people might want to know about before they go over? Yes, that is definitely the crux of any uh, off-road traverse of Iceland is the rivers. And these are going to be different every year because the, the ice caps are melting and there's a different amount of snow every year. And so the rivers are moving in some years, it might be okay. And some years just don't try because water is what kills you on hikes. Yeah. Uh, and so there is on Jayla's route, I would say the, the crux is one river called the Svedja and you can avoid it on a dam. So you can, it, I believe that it is the inflow to a lake that's near one of the resupplies. And there are not very many resupply options. So you have to go to this resupply. And then for us, like a ranger sort of talked us out of it. And me and my partner talked about it and we sort of wanted to try it, but the ranger was like poo-pooing it, like, please don't try it. Uh, hmm. And so we just didn't. And then you can cross the, uh, you can cross below this lake on the dam of this lake to it, into which this, killer river flows so it wasn't and is there a, a town there near the dam no there's one so in the there's uh there's not very many resupply options in the center there's a hut there's a there's a road that traverses the mm. center of the island 
And if you look online for GPS routes or anything, like there's actually an FKT, but it's following the road. And so like hikers, I would recommend not following the road. You could literally just walk a gravel road across this entire island, but that's not nearly as interesting. But there is a hut that, and, and uh, buses take this route and you can use the bus system to resupply. So that's actually segue to like how you resupply on this is you use the bus system bus system to send your resupplies on the bus to these huts or to a town on the on the ends hmm. anyway so there's this river called the Sveja. we avoided it on a dam there's another river that's uh that jonathan lay describes as a beast and we got to it and we we're like holy crap there's no way to afford that <laughs> I talked to uh, Bobcat a few years after I did it, and he said he found a way across that. So, mm. kudos to him. Yeah, but, but I mean, I, that, don't think I, I feel like that's it's different every year. I mean, where that. he crossed, you might not yes. be able to cross the yeah. next year. So, you know, those braided yeah. river valleys. We had a couple know. of those in New Zealand, and one yeah. of them we were able to cross, and the other one, same thing. We were warned, like, don't even try it, don't even think about it, don't even consider it just go to the other side and resume your hike. And that's what we did. What and I did. think 99% of people did. Sometimes it's just not worth, you know, trying to cross something that's over your head. Yeah. It's, it's pretty much <laughs> never worth it. Yeah. It's pretty much <laughs> never, ever <laughs> worth head, it. I would go with uh, never worth it. And the water is all like with, by the Bridget, time the river yeah. big, uh, get this big, they're completely opaque. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. silty. volcanic silt. You have no idea how deep it is. And but yeah. by the time you're like six or 10 steps out in there with your trekking pole, like figuring out how deep it is, like it's hard to turn around. You can get swept off your feet just trying to turn around in the middle of that. If you were carrying a Coleman cooler, per se, <laughs> could you have used it to float across the river, you know, like as a pack raft style thing hold on to it with your life and float across the river absolutely yes uh, why okay. didn't i think of that <laughs> i don't know you probably didn't have a call and you could keep a bunch of ice in there too uh and my jeans and my blowtorch yep man I, like... i'm i'm just curious whether you whether you brought back like any 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 ice from the trip <laughs> you know like <laughs> Get nostalgic and you get get out some of your Iceland ice and you, you go ahead and you know thaw uh, some out. I didn't actually get that close to the ice caps. The JLA route doesn't there there are I don't know six or eight ice cap uh ice caps on in Iceland and of course glaciers around the in the water, icebergs in the water around it, but the route doesn't actually, you can see some from and a few passes, but there is a route that actually goes that way. But he actually told me, I, I actually interviewed him last week. He told me he changed the route when he heard you were going because he was worried you were going to go pick at the ice cap. Oh boy. Uh, he updated oh, his wow. website real quick because, yeah. He, yeah. yeah, he, he wanted he, to he, steer he, the people away from the yeah. ice. He was afraid what would happen. Yeah, yeah he, he, he put a, you on flump.net. And it's actually flump.com. You got the, he yeah. switched it. Yeah. 
What talk Yay. to me about hot springs? Climate change done enough. I mean, hot springs. Iceland. Yes. Iceland is known for the geothermal activity. Are there any hot springs on the route? Yes, uh, directly on the route at, at the start of the hut section, the start of the popular hut section, Laugavegur. Um, one of the words, Laugavegur or Landmannalaugur, one of those actually means hot spot, hot, mm. hot spring, I think. Laugavegur. Is it one of those deals um, where it directly <laughs> translates into where you go into make yourself into some nice tasty soup? <laughs> so yeah, so we got to this. But hot spring. Yeah. We got to this, uh, the start, which was great because we were running out of food uh, and excellent resupply and camp with a bunch of other people and start the popular route that's all after a long sort of road section that was unfortunate, it was amazing to hit this big campsite with a bunch of other people and enjoy a nice soak with them. Mm. I think that was the yeah. only one we found. Um, there are, of course, many more. Yeah. The route that you chose, for example, how, mm -hmm. how long was it and what was the average um, carry? And then what would the average carry be for a woman, of course? <laughs> what did i say what did i ever oh, say boy. <laughs> you know she's got like picture perfect memory she's gonna tell you verbatim what you said go ahead beauty uh, <laughs> i oh, think i said which is a fact that my girlfriend does not hike the same speed that i do which is a fact that's i didn't generalize from that fact i just stated a simple fact <laughs> It I was actually by. a comment about hiking with your sister. Oh, was it? Okay. And my yeah. sister also does not hike as fast as me. Still a fact. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Off-screen POD is actually taking additional notes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. All right. So my route, I would guess, is 300 miles. Uh, there are four places to research so that's like them. three 350 women <laughs> yeah because we get lost all the time so we do so much backtracking gotta add 50 miles uh... <laughs> wow that's a tough hey i just want to say that I, to resupply. I hike faster than my sister too okay Dilo, hold on, hold on, hold on, Dilo. Everyone on this show and the two people listening all know, all know that you don't hike, okay? The onion, can you continue? Oh, wow. It's 300 miles. The gloves are off. There are four places to resupply. Uh, two of those are in the south and pretty closer together. So, like, just divide it into four sections, basically. So, what's that? 75-ish miles or something. Um, and that's the carry. There's water is hard. It's hit or miss because, obviously, it's raining a lot and there's melting ice caps and stuff. So, there are there is a ton of rivers, but sometimes they're just horribly silty 
and so you don't know whether it's going to be silty, whether it's going to be clear, whether this raging torrent that you're walking next to will literally just go into and under the sand and disappear. And that happened at least once. Um, or just this clear river will just pop up out of the sand out of nowhere. I mean, we didn't, I probably didn't carry a lot, uh, like probably no more than two liters, maybe three. Uh, but then like one, and I'm doing probably like 20 to 25 mile days. And, but one time, definitely like in the center of the country, like all the water just goes into the ground. So uh, water was hard to come by. What um, month were you? They just I carry can... food for those three. Say again. Oh, sorry. Month. I was going to say, what month were you hiking in? I did it in early July, like starting July eighth okay. or something like that. Jayle, I think, did it in June. I think if you go a little earlier, I mean, it, it, it's totally going to depend on the year and the snow melt. But um, right, because if you go too early, you're, there's just going to be snow in the center. I think so. Squatch went and uh, made a movie there, right? I think he went yeah. in twenty. 15 or 2016 or something and it was record snow years so this bus route across the center of the country wasn't even open hmm. um and so he couldn't resupply in the center so he didn't he couldn't go to the center of the, I, the middle i of presume the you flew into reykjavik right question Correct. is is it true that a beer in reykjavik costs 15 dollars us wow i heard this i don't remember. I mean, food is expensive. It's expensive, right? I would say that it, but I would guess it's only like twice as much as you, two to three times as much as U.S. prices. Damn. So I would suggest to resupply, just bring a box or a second bag with all your food, and it's Europe. Like, just don't declare it, honestly. <laughs> um, yeah, that's you have what to I've pay heard people do. Just so you just all bring food. a bunch of food and then uh, and then actually the bus you take from the airport to Reykjavik. So the airport's way outside of town. You take the airport into town. That bus station uh, where you get dropped off in town is actually the same place you can do all the mail drops from. So it's actually if you uh -huh. use the bus system, it's pretty convenient. Just take mm. the bus from the airport that everybody gets on. As soon as you get off that, mail your food drops. And then you do have to find a way you do have to take an international like short hop flight, sorry, local short hop flight to get to the north side. Okay. Um, mm. What about ice? <laughs> Was if there ice? What about beverages? resupplying with your ice? Like, how did you resupply your ice? Uh, <laughs> there were a few snow drifts uh, uh -huh. still. You just okay. scooped, scooped right out of there. Scooped out, yeah, scooping, yep. scooping, uh, and chill. Yeah, yeah, cool. So when you're when you're, you're talking about these bus resupplies, are you mail? Are you busing them to a like store or something, or is the bus carrying it and you are like flagging it down at some point along this road? Uh, you're they sort of go to the to a hut to like a hiking hut or to a bus station in a little village. I see. So and you pick you it just, up there. Yeah. Okay. You don't have to flag down the 
actual bus. It's just a mm. delivery system with better yeah. hours than the postal service. So it's like the mail. Yeah, it's like the mail. It would be kind of cool though if you could just tell them like a mile marker. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I, can you I imagine? Guess, I guess it would be a kilometer marker, but yeah, right. Take it out the door. What else? What else do we need to know about the Iceland Traverse that we haven't spoken on? Were there any uh, bugs? Were there any mosquitoes or anything like that? So there are no mosquitoes, but there are midges. And oh they, they, God! Uh, and the midges can oh, be really annoying. bad. Especially, right? they're, they're especially in the northern half up near Mivatten. They're oh, annoying. So a, a head net might be you worth. Know, the you know what works with, with midges though is um almond oil. Well, that's the New that Zealand. Used? Those are the yeah, biting but, sand flies that like to bite. It, your it works though. I mean, oh, it yeah. is actual oil though, like that you're putting on your skin. It makes you oily, but it worked. Yeah, almond oil. It smelled good. I mean, smelling good and being smelled like really Italian pastry better than being bitten. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I'm actually curious. You talked a little bit about uh, you stopped at the spot where there was like a plain fuselage and it's like a big Northern Lights photo area or whatever. Uh, did you see the Northern Lights uh, while you were there at all? No. Um, so actually, so I did not see the plane fuselage. You're 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 close to it. You could go uh, maybe half a day or something out of the way to see it if you wanted. Ooh, gotcha. Historic okay. junk. Yeah, to see historic junk. Um, well, I don't care about the I, fuselage. I, I, meant, I meant the, the I meant the northern lights. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 the northern lights. I gotcha. But the, so the northern lights uh, are very hard to see in July. So, right, because it's gotcha. light all the time. Uh, so it is light uh, yeah. all the time, which means that if you want to someday, you can hike. I mean, you could hike for 96 hours straight if you had the Damn. capacity or whatever. Like the, it's it's never dark enough in early July that you can't hike uh, mm -hmm. and you don't need a headlamp. I'm pretty sure I didn't bring a headlamp. Wow. Um, Interesting. There was. So and you probably want a sleeping mask as well because like when you do want yep. to sleep you yep. you need something in order to sleep. So that's a cool experience if you've never uh -huh. been that far north in the summer like yeah. uh, uh and one thing I would recommend that people look into is that there is a wilderness river reserve in the far northwest of the country like this is obviously a route the the future of through hiking uh you're going to make up some segment of it and if you go there I would suggest looking into the far northwest, which is called uh, West Fjords, and there's a wilderness reserve there called Hornstrandir. Hornstrandir. And, yeah, <laughs> and there's just amazing fjord hiking where you're where you're looking at waterfalls going off a cliff into the ocean. Whoa. And, uh, amazing fjords that i've never seen anything like before and that's the that's the place that where i saw arctic fox and they're like inquisitive mm. and they follow you oh. and they like bark at you and and uh so that's it's not like real western u.s wilderness but for europe it's i think the most remote you can get so that area is is spectacular um and Dealer has turned into the predator by the way <laughs> yeah, uh let's see what else um the weather is can be terrible i like right. we, my partner and i sort of sort of joke that like we saved a french couple's life because on this 
one pass, we were like, we were able to find the route because it was a whiteout. And so to that point in time, after 13 years of long distance backpacking, that was the worst weather I had ever experienced in my life. Wow. Okay. Um, But um, you weren't actually that far from a hut. So (laughs) um, it was... And the scenery is spectacular. It's uh, otherworldly, like, so just otherworldly in a completely different dimension than, like, I just did the Hayduk, so I would also consider that uh, scenery otherworldly in some sense. Iceland is similarly otherworldly Mm -hmm. in just a strange and, like, that's the only place you're going to see that Mm. sort of stuff. Just green mountains with like a green on the popular route uh, you see this basically imagine a mossy green grand canyon like yeah did you fly to iceland from the east coast from washington uh yeah i don't remember where we i lived in oh california. you were in california so you flew across the country and then connected. to washington yeah how much does it cost to fly yeah. to iceland two thousand dollars it can be no 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 you can get it on the cheap from denver during oh, yeah? certain times of the year yeah i don't know about out of dc or new york but uh-huh. every once in a while iceland air runs sales from denver direct oh. flight to reykjavik yeah. probably in like january february right that's a good question because you can't hike this route in january february right way too no. cold way yeah. too cold way too much snow all the roads back there are closed but, yeah. so you are but doing if you if you just bring a really big box of food, you can hang out at the hot springs until the snow melts, and then you're good to go. That is an option I had not considered. Mm. Um, That's what I'm here for. You, uh, this is like a June, maybe, depending on the snow melt, July, August. Uh-huh. Summertime. Hemisphere. Northern yeah. Hemisphere, summertime. Yeah. Okay. Um, Could you and... do it on skis in the wintertime? I'd, you'd have to look into that. Uh, I don't, um, this is there. There's surprisingly little information about this on the web. I've been googling the past few uh, days, and you were going to say have, hours, weren't you? People have done it. In, uh, <laughs> people have done it in winter, I believe. Hmm. Um, huh. Maybe with a poke. A poke. You believe they would need headlamps. You definitely have to carry. Yeah. Less then it would be ice. yeah, it would be dark the entire time. That yeah, and you, but the good news is you wouldn't have to carry so much ice on your hike. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like constant ice all the time. All ice all the time. Well, <laughs> it's the way it's supposed to be. You're in Iceland. <laughs> so beauty, beauty. Correct me if I'm wrong, but like. We got to move on, but before we move on, we before do. we let the onion before run we away, move on, we decided that since you were here, this, you know, we've been wanting, you know, we do gear reviews and there's some gear we've been wanting to review for a long time. It's just never been appropriate, but I think now's the time. So since on the show, we're all going to kind of review our favorite type of ice because, you know, you get to town, you get that icy drink in your hand. It's so delicious, but there's so much, you know, there's crushed. There's cubes, there's small cubes. There's dry. You could have dry dry ice. There's the half moons. There's the circles. There's the cylinders with the hole in the middle. Don't don't give Um, me too many ideas. Well, all of us. We all need to talk about our favorite type of ice. 
I'd like to start. The half moon. That's my. That's what my uh, freezer creates automatically. The so half do moon. You know what type of ice does your freezer create? Well, my freezer. You should know the onions since you stole all of <laughs> no, it. No, I've had it. I've had, I believe. No, I've gotten... I believe it's handmade artisanal <laughs> ice. Artisanal <laughs> ice. Yes, it is artisanal. <laughs> Rectangular <laughs> prismatic trays. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> we have the pneumatic trays because <laughs> we don't have a ice maker in our freezer but i would just like to let you know uh onion do i call you onion or the onion uh when speaking to me you can just call me the onion okay. uh, just call me onion. okay Drop but, but when i'm talking me. about you behind your back i say the onion okay that cool. is correct sir. so onion <laughs> um we have actually had to get a new refrigerator since you last were our guest um it just stopped working one spring day and it was very traumatic we ran out of ice very quickly um, secured space in my neighbor's freezer for all of our perishables and, and quickly, you know, tried to resurrect the refrigerator. It couldn't come back. It was only a couple of years old. It was like two, three years old. Now we got a new one. <clears throat> so we've been, we've been having the same refrigerator, the second refrigerator since we lived in this house, we were on our second refrigerator and it's, it's, it's on a good, strong run now. It's probably coming up on seven years. So I'm really excited about that. However, it does not have an ice maker in the freezer. That is a and, really good story. And yeah. I <laughs> every minute of that in the show. <laughs> oh, that'll be there. Oh, that'll totally be in the show. This is very hiking centric stuff. This is like really important. This is like central to your Icelandic traverse. The we, fact that I have a second know, refrigerator, you know? We actually get at least like uh, one or two letters a month asking about how long Dilo has had various appliances. Yeah. You know, like, hey, I'm just yeah. curious, like how long has Dilo had that washer for? Is it a Maytag yeah. or a GE? What's up with Energy that? Star compliance. You guys get yeah. like both of the washer and dryer at the same time. Yeah. So yeah, we it's okay. We get a lot of like Dilo home San Angelo. Dilo is spinning off a, a yeah. lawn maintenance and now a home appliance podcast. So he has two new It's products. true. That's kind of how I'm gonna make my money in 2021 is is various different spin-off podcasts about you know, mundane things such as home furnishings ice. or appliances and ice. Yes, correct. I like he's to got, shave he, ice. He's going to have a YouTube channel where he just goes and looks at, at appliances and and, <laughs> uh, and lawn equipment and, and like yard equipment at the home I mean, depot. I bet Max can't wait for that show. <laughs> hey, we didn't Max answer the original question. We didn't answer the original question. Yeah. What's shave your favorite ice. kind of ice? What's shave your favorite ice. ice? Shave for disco. Pod. I like crushed crushed Spanish. i'm going shaved shaved, oh, shaved. <clears throat> half moon half moon yeah i'm gonna go with dry dry ice in my uh, soda i you know i tend to like the big huge cubes like big the cubes. big the big giant cubes yeah yeah the Actually, rocks. you do that thing where you freeze them and then like when they're at a certain temperature you take them out so that they're see-through that's impressive does anybody do that no, no. I mean, if you ever level, man we're not <laughs> I mean, there yet if we're you not ever there come out this way again and you stay with me my sister who i hike faster than by the way she gave me <laughs> <laughs> she gave me these like um cocktail thing these cocktail glasses where you've got this little plastic insert or something and then you pour the water in there i forget exactly how it works but it, it kind of creates like a triangular slab of ice in the cocktail glass a triangular um, prism 
Well, yes, and what you could uh, on top of which you could pour your beverage. Actually, I think it's like a, it, it's kind of like it's um, it comes in like this, um, and then wow. the water freezes. So under for there. for our listeners, really um, <laughs> what what what's going on right now is Dilo is making hand gestures. Yeah. Trying to describe the shape of it's a triangular. Ice. I think I said everything like, I have to say yeah. about the Iceland <laughs> okay. Traverse, which Excellent. is that it's gorgeous. Uh, the weather can be really bad, but you should look into it. You should check out my website, which I'll plug: GarrettTheOnion.blogspot.com, or John Clay's website: Flumpf.com. Or Andrew Skirka also did it, though he did east to west. So he like you're not going to get specifics, but sort of general planning information. He's good on that. Um, and once it's safe to travel, uh, Iceland is a beautiful place. And cool people should go. There it is. Everybody speaks English. Lots of great uh, pickled fish too. There's more tourists than residents, um, but uh, the the hike is is pretty cool. Cool. Well, hey, man, thanks. Thanks for being on the show with us tonight. Um, it was fun. Yeah. Great. Thank you for having me. Thank you for <laughs> up roasting me about my misogyny, my supposed misogyny. You can always count on me. <laughs> Nothing right. like a misogynist saying he's a supposed misogynist. <laughs> Onion. Anyway. Onion, if you ever come back out this way, man, you can count on me for a of ice man i'm serious i'll have it ready man i'll have it ready there will be no qualms this time i will let you know i will let you know you want to use man we'll stock up your coolers i'll just crank out the ice fill the bathtub dude baby so much ice man (laughs) i forgot to mention i forgot to mention my favorite kind of ice is actually block ice okay d i think he's trying (laughs) to go and we're trying to move on we we gotta go when we come back (laughs) we've got mailbag good night later onion all right show is back and Dilo has a beer ah, yes, Dilo, ladies and gentlemen it's right been here it's been years hand, in the making I have the beer that I have been waiting for since I heard about this beer so many years ago two three ten I don't even know this beer right here ladies and gentlemen of the trail show nation it is the Florida man double IPA from cigar city brewing Hecho Amano born in Tampa Florida Brewed with a crazy amount of hops. Unpredictable varieties of hops used in nearly criminal volumes combined to create a bold citrusy double India pale ale. Brewed to pay tribute to the world's worst superhero, Florida man. Coming in at a whopping 80 IPUs and 8.5% alcohol by volume. This is a lovely beer, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. Dilo, was it everything you wanted it to be? Oh, there are amazing. notes notes of citrus and pine on the nose and on the palate. It is a juicy, sweet, grapefruity taste, and it goes down smooth. Mm. Perfect for drinking like 10 of them on that hot Florida beach day. Mm. 
I got to talk about one of these Anthony Pitts offerings. Before, hey, before, Tony Pitts. before you move on to Tony Pitts, I just want to say thank you, Stephen Parker. Thank you, Stephen Parker, for no. the beer. He sent right. you a Florida man? Yeah, he sent yeah. you a Florida man? He sent me a Florida man and the Tony Town pasta. And the Tony Town pasta. Incredible. Wow. Yep. And it showed up the day before Christmas. I got to admit, Tony Pitts, the blueberry cream ale from Sheboygan Brewery. I have, I was thinking, like, uh, I don't know. This is going to be, this is an excellent beer. Uh, the description says a light bodied ale brewed with lactose sugar and fermented over blueberries, also known as blueberries. Fresh fruit aroma bursts with this deliciously creamy brew. ABV 5.6, IBU 14, availability year-round. I got to say, I wasn't expecting much, but the blueberry cream ale is fantastic. It is a little hazy, but it's It's got some magic feel. It's all about the blueberries. Mm -hmm. All about the blueberries. All right, let's get into mailbag, Triple L. Okay. What, what did we have? We've got a letter. Hi, Trail Show. German vampire here. Wham- oh, vampire. vampire. Great episode 100 made my day. Keep it going. Nice to see all the people. Just out of curiosity, in the YouTube video of the 100th episode, did POD really take a dump while Buck 30 talked? Wow, she does not like that guy. <laughs> Cheers. This Electropost wird von Hand getippt. That was some German right there. POD, no were you pooping during Zoom? No, I was not having a PMBM during the B3PO interview. I was peeing. I peed. So- I mean, I was only in there for a couple seconds. I'd love to be able to poop that fast, but that's not that's not what happens. Um, I was just peeing. But here's the thing, people. I didn't. None of us really knew we were going to put that video up. That yeah. was a decision made after the fact. Yeah. And so, I mean, I definitely would have maybe turned my camera off for those moments. But since it was just us, I didn't really care. Um, I mean. I don't really care. Uh, let, let, let's be honest. Bathroom, Even but, if you uh, yeah. had known, you would have left the camera on. Yeah. Well, Disco may have reprimanded me. He I would have. out of jail. So. For sure. Um, anyway, yeah. I was not taking a dump. I was just peeing. That's good to know. I yeah. feel a lot better. Because now. you didn't realize it would be on yeah, video, no, right? I if you knew it was on video, you would have taken a dump. That's right. Okay. Yeah, she would have actually yeah. put the camera in the toilet. In- <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> gross! It's horrible, just horrible. Um, I just want to say that we've been like, why did our subscriber numbers go up this month? <laughs> I just want to say that um, this electropost word van hangetpit means this electronic mail was typed by hand. Yeah, oh. that's what it looks mm. like. Yep. I looked that up on the old internet. If I had um, a second microphone and auxiliary speakers, I could probably have this lovely German woman's voice say this to you. This electropost Oh, that's pretty good. Let me try that. This electropost wird von Handgerippet. That was better. 
Yeah, it was. But mine wasn't that bad. Sure. Anybody else want to try it before we go? Nah. Okay. okay. Nah. That's great. I'm good. <laughs> we only had one good. letter, but out of order, I think for our, our other piece of mailbag, I think you should tell us about your hike on the floor. Oh, Ooh. yes. You because, went to the Florida Trail. Yes, because... You came back? You made it? Disco is is concerned about the Florida Trail's conditions. I decided to do an expedition down to the Florida Trail from my house, which is only like 30, 45 minute drive. Wow. To this section of the Florida Trail. And I got the full Florida Trail experience. Some of it was very nice trail. Some of it was chest deep in a swampy water. <laughs> <laughs> chest uh, deep. Um, it also involved a dirt road where a man drove up in a pickup truck and as he waved I noticed that his hands were covered in blood. He had blood splattered <laughs> all over him. <laughs> and, yeah, but like what kind of blood? Gator well, it blood. turns out it was it was hog blood. <laughs> He, wow. had, he also had a dead pig in the back of his truck. <laughs> um, and what else happened? We did not see an alligator. We saw a lot of Bud Light cans. And snakes? Yeah. No snakes, no gators. This is not really the time of year for them. They're not out. I would have not been chest deep in swamp water if there had been gators and snakes. Why were you chest deep um, in swamp water? That's the thing that Adamora likes to do with significant others. The trail. <laughs> yeah, he likes to make him suffer. <laughs> the, the, the good thing is that the this trail time he's started on married, one side so of the water. Walk, walk out. <laughs> it, it, it's it's hey, called mud play. People just Google it. But you know, I'll, I'll be, be. It was actually a really cool section because it went along this river that at some point the river just disappears back under the earth mm. through like a limestone cavern. And then for like the next, I don't know, five to 10 miles, it just reappears for like hundred yard stretches and disappears again. Whoa. And where it's oh, not huh. there, you can't tell there's a river anywhere. It's just underground underneath. It's like people. Lost like, Creek. It's, that's it's what really they, cool. That's what they call karst topography. The disappointing part is the first time it disappears you go to where it goes underground and like there's just trash like of like years and years have built up like all everything that floats there is just like it never goes anywhere because it doesn't go underneath um so it's a sad but what's even crazier on. is some of the there's some disappearing rivers that uh they don't know where they re-emerge and they've you know done tests before put put dyes down there to see if they come out somewhere, tried to put various types of like whatever subterranean tracking methods. There's a lot of different rivers that, you know, you can go down a whole rabbit hole if you want by Googling disappearing rivers and, and there's some of them all over the place. Sidebar, is your microphone touching your beard? Is that what's going on? Yeah, that's very strange audio. Some scratching. Yeah, it looks, looks like it got tucked down there. There, there we go. go. Now you're good. All well, right, that sounds it. cool, Ultra Boy. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was good. Um, part of it was very well maintained. Part of it was disappearing into nothing. So, so are you ready <laughs> to through hike the Florida Trail now? I am not ready to through hike the Florida Trail, <laughs> but I might go check out some other sections. Yeah. yeah. I didn't see anybody else out there. 
No. So can you I send us some photos? I was hoping we'd run into a thru-hiker. Yeah, yeah just, I'll send you some photos. Yeah, we'll post some photos. Some orange blazes. Is that, D, uh, Dila, what what happened there? Is that triple O on the chest deep on the floor? Yeah, I think so. That's a picture of triple O and his, his, his partner on the Florida trail on my virtual <laughs> background there. That is the mud that they had to cross <laughs> on the Florida trail, from what I understand. Oh, boy. Yeah, right. It's pretty muddy down there this time of year, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. that's what I hear too. All mm -hmm. right, there it is. Dispatches from the Florida Trail. Hey there, Trail Show. It's Buck Thirty. Man, it's been a long time I think since I I called in with an update, but uh, I kind of felt like POD was getting sick of me. But uh, I don't know. New year, new update. I guess uh, I don't know. I left off back in like September or October with Wolverine. Uh, since then. I finished the North Country National Scenic Trail, which was pretty awesome. And then I immediately went down to the uh, Natchez Trace National Scenic Trail. Uh, I can wholeheartedly recommend that nobody else should hike this trail. So uh, it, uh, I Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, you go through Tennessee, uh, a corner of Alabama, and then most of Mississippi and uh, actually kind of pretty at times and interesting, but it's, it's mostly just a, a, a 500 mile roadwalk. I don't, I don't know how it became a national scenic trail. It's kind of crazy. Uh, I've tried to actually read up on it a little bit and there's not much on it. I guess back then they actually only had like national scenic like byways or something. They didn't have trails yet. I don't know, but uh, yeah, don't do it. But I still was glad I, I, I did it. It was something to do. And then took some time off with the family and then now I'm out on the Florida Trail. I heard there's, I haven't listened to the, the last couple episodes of the trail show. You guys are way down in my queue, but when I get desperate, I listen. But uh, my partner here, she tells me that there's a call out for Florida Trail hikers to find things to use for tent stakes. And so that's what uh, we've been doing the last few days. My, uh, my tarp tent, Notch Lee, has four tent stakes. And uh, here's what we found. Uh, just yesterday, on a short road walk, uh, I came across a like an eight-inch like murder knife that has like brass knuckles for a handle. That felt very, very Florida trailish. So now I can just carry that as a tent stake, and then I just sleep with it for protection. Uh, the only problem is if I roll over, I will pop my knee wear. Second one was uh, we've been mostly camping along the beautiful canals a surprising number of gator alligators and so the other day i just kind of went over there and wrestled a gator and grabbed one of its big long teeth as my tech my second tent stake a nice sharp alligator tooth uh you know surprisingly not that hard to wrestle a gator i gotta be honest uh the third one is uh you see a lot of um roadside crosses out here i think those are for florida trail hikers that have been mowed down road walking over the years and so i grabbed one of those crosses and I'm now carrying a giant wooden cross on my back. Uh, and I just, I just pound that into the, to the ground at night as a tent stake, works really well. And then the last one, we went for a little variety. We've been finding uh, coconuts along the trail. And uh, so we're doing, what, what is it, like a, a, dead, a dead man's weight? I don't know, I'm not really sure what, to, what it's called, but we basically just tie a, a, the tent rope to uh, the tent pull out to uh, the coconut and then we bury it in the sand, so. Yeah, it works really well. So there you go. Those are our four techniques. 
other things, you know, the Florida Trail has actually been really great. Um, I guess for any hikers who wanted to do a little bit of Florida, the first 30 miles through the Big Cypress Preserve is just amazing. We had kind of like a record high water year and it was just, it was 30 miles, it was 90% underwater, um, but it was like shin to knee high mostly. And then occasionally it was like maybe mid thigh. It had come down in about the couple of weeks since uh, we uh, we started, so that was good. Um, but it was really spectacular. Like I, I would tell anyone to go out and do those 30 miles. And then since been doing some uh, canal walking, uh, the bird life out here is amazing, really amazing. Um, probably the most birds I've ever seen. So that's really cool. But you know, it's the Florida Trail, so you gotta mix in some road walks and bad camping and whatever. But yeah, so far I'm happy to be out here. So D-Lo, if you can break away from life, you should get out here. I know it's been on your, your bucket list to, to do. So uh, I'd love you to join us. And then uh, last item, I've also heard You've been giving me some flack for not giving back to the trail or something. I don't, I don't like this new bit. This is, uh, I don't like this at all. I mean, it is true that I don't that often with, with my lopers and do trail maintenance, but you know, I don't, I don't just uh, have the option of stepping out of my hot tub in my, my little mountain town and walking a few miles up the trail and, you know, cutting a few trees down and then, you know, talking about it on a podcast for, for many months at a time. So I just don't have that good option, of course. But, you know, I try to give back in my own way. I think if you were to, you know, if you guys actually, you know, hiked anymore, and, you know, you would probably know that my journals tend to come up on Google when you're researching obscure trails. And you'd find, like, I have at the end of my journals, like, pages and pages of notes on resupply and water and alternates and all kinds of stuff that I, I think is, you know, really helpful. A lot of times I'll be hiking down some random trail and I'll, some random hiker will be like, oh, you're buck 30? Like I used your Hey Duke water notes years ago and you know, that was really helpful. So take that POD. Uh, I think it's my little way of, of giving back to the trails I hike. Cause you know, when I'm planning these hikes, everyone helps me too. So, all right, figured I would just, uh, you know, get that off my chest. Don't want everybody thinking that I don't give back to the trail community. But uh, I, I, I will say that until Mary Boy makes me go do trail maintenance again, it'll probably be a long time before I take those lopers back out and, and do real trail maintenance. All right, guys, um, I'll talk, have a good new year. And uh, I don't know, I'll talk to you next month, maybe. POD, did we have some donors this month? We did. We had quite a few donors this month. Yes, and it's exciting uh, because we actually have a new uh, VIP monthly donor, Mr. Woody, Yukon Caboose Base. Yukon oh. Caboose. Yukon Caboose. Yeah. Wow. So we've got our other monthly donors. We've got Bernard Wolf. Hey. Hey. Russ, not Fuss Kinder. Don't worry Kinder. about it. Kinder Stein. Craig Pisco Gully. What a guy. Pisco. Bobby Pisco Walters. Lee Bobby. So Josh, are we... St- uh, uh, do, we, do we need to modify Bobby's? Why? Not no. yet. Oh, what's her last name? Has it changed? Maybe. Bobby Walters. It's still unclear. She's always going to be yeah. the Bobby Walters. Yeah, but okay. she could be like Bobby Walters something. Maybe. She's, we'll find no, out. she's the Bobby Walters. The, the Bobby Walters. Bow down to Job Bowden. 
good if you got Rasta the ball. Jeffrey Cottonmouth Caldwell. Weed man Cottonmouth smoking if you got it. Pinkers. Stein. David Bolabasta as big as the new White House. Biddy. Hey. Hey. Justin Quality Knowles. Quality. Quality. He knows. He knows. The master son. The master son. Master's son. That's right. Ingrid Gerard. Vermont. Rudy yeah, from CascadeHikerPodcast.com. Hi, Rudy. Pat the Bouncer Dixon. Axel, get out of here. Back on the trail. Back on the trail. We won't stop till we get up that hill. The weekend. Steven the Hustler Russell. Hustler Am after the, it. Am and the Brute Bros. Brute the Brute. Renee Shira Patrick. Shira. Wesley the Haggis Attic Greenwood. <laughs> I need it. I need my haggis. Kevin, Chick, P. Cross, and Sasha Honeydew co-debt. Debt. What? What? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All T-Bone, right. not Sirloin Williams. Tim Tebow. Tommy, the meat popsicle Stevens. The, meat so the, the meat popsicle, huh? Yep. Okay. Meat P. Joseph Pecoraro. Hey, Brandon! Lost balls, love lady. Where did they, they go? She wrote the switchblade and Brian the Big Mac Namara. Big Mac, so big. Patty Sisu Madiscala. Madiscala. Phil Felipito. Gilberto. Felipe. David the Geode Hale. What's inside? Crack it open. Steven, Bat, and Robin Hood. 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 Tony, Sheboygan Brewing Pits. Hey, Tony, the blueberry cream ale. Who knew it's a winner? Rachel, Die, Bam, and Die Merchants. Sorry, it didn't work out. (laughs) (laughs) Eric, Adequate Johnson. That'll work. Good enough. Okay. Dan, though, M. Son. T. Hompson. Is that spelled T. Hompson? No, it's though and then son. I thought it was Thompson. Is there like a glottal stop in there? It is. No. Okay. Full stop. It's a full stop. Martin the Rosswater Swank. There's not even electrolytes. Richie Rich Lemuel Glasgow. Lemuel. All right. Mark, the nuclear farmer, Homer. The Narmer. Sarah, Sarah Compass Haynes. Going in the Orion Bakken Brigan, who seems to come and go in our monthly donor list. Orion, what up? It's part of the world. PayPal doesn't work the same. I don't know. Norway, what uh, up? But he's in, he's, in, he's in our favor right now, so I'm going to add him to the list. Uh, let's see here. Eric Roberson. Robert. Robber. 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 Son of Robber. Yes. Daniel Fundip Sharp. Is that is 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 that like a a robber or is that a rober? Is that like somebody who used to used to put the robe onto the king and that's the derivation of that one, like the sharp. Okay. On anyway. Kill Bill Cottrell. Kill him. Murder. Bob. Death kill. Trombley. DMT, the God, the God molecule. molecule, man. Oh. The God molecule. And it's uh, our most recent VIP edition, Woody, Yukon, Caboose, 
base. Caboose. Albus. Nice. Not to be confused with Yukon Cornelius. Completely different entity. Completely different. Yeah. Just saying. Right on. All right. All right. Any one-offs? No, I don't think so. I, I, maybe I missed somebody. If I did, if I miss you, please email me because... Um, so those were all reoccurring donors? Recurring, yes. Recurring donors? That's incredible. Reoccurring? Yes. <laughs> That's reoccurring, incredible. Reoccurring is a word, D'Lo. Oh, is it? But Please, would you, it, it is. would you clarify the, the differences between reoccurring sure. and recurring for, for our will. listeners, um, Princess? Sure. Uh, no, it's Princess of Darkness. Not sometimes princess. I just want to call you Princess. And sometimes I just want to mute you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so recurring. The periodicity is, thing. No. Right, there's something that happens like and a very scheduled time so it happens every month at the same time or every three weeks or every two and a half weeks or every year reoccurring is something that happens but with an infrequency so the the time lapses between occurrences are not uh the same you can think of it as a rent check versus a volcanic eruption there one you of, go one of them you're gonna do all the time same time it, it recurs and the other one it, it, it's going to happen, but it's not going to happen regularly, and you don't know when it's going to happen. Yeah. It's not necessarily like a regular thing. It's just that it will reoccur. It's like making, making the ice cubes happens every day, but the onion stealing the ice cubes only happens every now and then. Right. Exactly. I totally got it. Thanks. Which one was which? Recurring. Recurring. Recurring is the one that is regular. Okay. Yes. Like my bowel movements. Mm-hmm. Just think like of an occurrence. If you think of an occurrence as something that happens once. <laughs> Every month. And then a reoccurrence is something that just happens again. Every 28 days. Could you explain that one more time? Yeah, one more time. Wanna, so we'll take yeah, it from the top. Again. So reoccurring. <laughs> All right, what else we got? Oh, we still have ask a hiker. What? Well, hang on what? to that thought. Let's oh, okay. take our last and final break. When we come back, we've got ask a hiker with Dilo. Do not leave. Do not go anywhere. Dilo is coming at you with ask a hiker. Stay tuned. Yeah, I'm just gonna take a quick mud bath, then I'll be right back. Hang on to your hat. The trail show is back. All right, folks. The trail show is back. Um, Steven Ozark Highlands Parker. I got to say the squirrel sailor hazy IPA delicious and nutritious. Um, the bird shale blonde also great. And I also enjoyed this Idaho seven pale ale. Many thanks for sending those our way. And of course to Tony Pitts for sending the wall of beer. 
um, that hopefully our trail show co-hosts will get some on Tuesday. TBD. All right, let's get into Ask a Hiker with D-Lo. D-Lo, do you, did you have any questions this month? Just one. Okay. In the name of brevity, this is one question tonight. Question number one of one, the first question. Also, the last question. Hey, y'all. When hiking this weekend with a group, we ventured mostly off trail. Typical guidance is to spread out so as to not make a trail. This being the COVID epoch of high-intensity use of public lands, at times it was evident there were social trails already present. I was thinking in this case, I was thinking it was best if I stick to those rather than spread out and risk creating more evidence of our travels. A note, this is Michigan. So we're not talking pristine environments that take years to recover. I hope someone that listens to this trail show will fax me the answer. Thank you, sincerely, Tony Sheboygan Pitts. Mm -hmm. That's right. Wait a minute, what was the question? Um, uh, it's a question out, about spreading out versus spread out uh, not using spread out. existing social trails. Yeah. So if the social trails exist, what do you think, special? Uh, yeah, I would say use those. I mean, generally spreading out is something you're going to use for like a, a, a sensitive environment, um, high alpine area or something like that. Because if you have a lot of people walking over the same pathway, then then it's it doesn't take too many steps to start to actually create a new trail. So, uh, I mean, he says it's not pristine environments, but um nonetheless i mean the the plant that you would be walking on in a pr more pristine area doesn't really care uh it's still getting trampled so i would say yeah if if there's trails you stick to trails and if um, there's not you spread out okay. well i think the problem it's, is something that you brought up earlier Dilo, which was in the age of covid people are getting off the trails to give each other space but then they're continuing to walk instead of just getting off the trail and stopping and let people letting people go by. Oh yeah, yeah. I yeah. when I see those people on the trail I just I just yell at them at the top of my lungs. Can you do a reenactment of what you might say? <clears throat> Actually, I'm situation? just kidding. I don't yell at those people, but I get I get a little perturbed deep inside. Although I was on the trail the other day, uh, just yesterday in fact, and I stopped. I was on my bike and I stopped to let a runner continue uphill and she started running off the trail on the on this hill slope, you know, to stay away from me. And I said, no, no, it's fine. Just come on up the trail. I, I'll stop for you and it's all lovely. And you know what she said to me? The bikers never stop for me. And she ran by and she was mad because I stopped for her to let her oh go. Oh my by. God. <laughs> what? That's crazy. I thought it was a little crazy, but you know what? It only takes one bad apple in one person's mind to just make them like <clears throat> hate, hate, hate the, the world. world forever, really. I mean, you know, um, but anyways, it's all about courtesy. Just be courteous yeah. out there. That's all. Be kind. Yeah, be kind. Be yeah. nice. It's nice yeah. to be yeah, nice. When that person's coming it's a up new the trail, day, people. Let's Just pull, nice. up, pull up day. your bandana, pull up your bandana, pretend like it matters and, you know, let them go by. It's, it'll be fine. Let yeah. them go uphill. Oh, I mean, every, every single trailhead has, the, you know, the yield circle, who yields to who, right? Just 
Look at yeah. that. Well, Where's yeah, but trim? I mean, people don't read signs. I know they don't read signs. Well, signs I always yield. I always yield to the bikers. I don't. I mean, if I'm on a bike, I'll yield to the. I'll stop and get off the trail. Yeah, I, I like as I see them approaching, I like wave them. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Same. I do the yeah. same thing. I get off the trail, yes. and wave them it's on. It's easier through. for me than mm -hmm. for them to have to. Yeah. yeah. Although I don't, don't like it. I don't like it when they like when I get off the trail in a spot where, you know, there's some spots here where like I'm standing on a rock mm. on the edge of a trail. And if I like if I fall, I'm not going to hurt myself, but I would tumble down the hillside. When what I don't like is when I get off the trail and then they like blow by so fast. And it's like. Mm. You know, you kind of slow, slow down, down a little bit. Yeah, slow down. Be courteous. Like, That's yeah. Because you are supposed to get off from no hike. Right. So yeah. And I'm old. I'm old. I could have my walker or something. Anymore, I always do what the proper etiquette is. If if I have the, the right of way, I take the right of way. I pretty much never actually surrender it. Um, if it's actually mine to take no and i i seriously i do this like actually with a thought in mind which is that people don't know the etiquette they don't stop they don't. and read the, the the signs at the trailhead they don't know about right. the you know, triangle they have no idea they think that that like oh well you know somebody who's coming uphill um maybe they want a break or something yeah. like that so people if you if you don't act according to etiquette then you basically break it down and so every time that you are supposed to have the right of way but you instead yield it to the person who is not supposed to have the right of way you add confusion and and you and you like break down the the etiquette if you if you want to ever be in some weird part of your brain annoyed about other people not doing the right thing then you had better do the right thing. Yeah, I wouldn't say that's a caveat though, special, because I feel like around here people do know the etiquette, but I still yield to them because it's easier. And they always say, oh, thank you. I was going to stop or whatever. And there are a few people that don't know, but the place that I find that people don't know the etiquette is hikers on popular trails that don't yield to the uphill person. I yep. find that for the most, most, most everyone else, like cyclists and stuff, they know what they're doing. And, and, and in those cases, I do charge and I like put my arms out when I'm going uphill. I'm like, coming up, move out of my way. Yeah, I, I don't do it with like any type of malice. It's just, a, no, anymore, I don't either, I'm, but, I'm just like, but I do it because I want them to know that I'm not stopping. But when I go downhill, I always stop for the uphill person and they almost always say, no, 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 I want to take a break. And I say to them, well, we're supposed to yield to the uphill, uphill person. So that's why I stopped. Yeah. One of the that interesting way, things did, I, I see. Know, they know. I always that, just, yeah, you can always just say, oh, no, that's all right. You've got the right of way. Yeah. I, one of the interesting things I see is the mountain bikers who will <clears throat> not yield to the uphill biker and will instead like ride <laughs> off trail in the grass and like go around them because they were didn't realize that they should stop or they were too lazy to stop or they're too selfish to stop. And it's just kind of like, Hey, time out, Mr. Mountain Biker. Do you know what you like? You like single track trails. Do you know what you're doing when you ride off trail and right. go up into the grass and do that? You're making the single track trail a braided trail, a double track trail. You're ruining your own experience. And these people yeah. just have no idea that they're like- I see that around here. Oh, I see that all the time in the front range. I see that all the time, so many mm -hmm. times. And it's on Maybe popular it's mountain bike trails. 
I, I also think that the trails, a lot of the trails around here just don't lend themselves to that. Like if yeah. you went off the trail, yeah, you, you would definitely rack or go into it. Depends, like a, you know. Yeah, it depends on the trail, but I see that I see that frequently, and it's yeah. just like, dude, this is you you savor the single track experience, and when you go off trail and you and you ride off trail or run off trail, it's like you're tramping it down and you're making a new trail. No, I would say most, for the most part, people really don't have any idea that the things that they do have impacts. <laughs> when, when people are in the outdoors, I mean, I hate to say it, but like people are so clueless. It's, uh, yeah, they really, they probably don't. They probably have no idea. I'm going to well, wear they, a... There's uh, a lot a of delos in the... I know. I'm going to wear a different sweater. I'm going to wear like a sweater <laughs> with my collar like over it, you know? Like, I think that'd be, that'd be nice. That'd be I nice. think that would be a good look for you. Yeah, I, I like so it. Too. I think so, too. Yeah. Hey, let's talk about holiday gifts that double as tent stakes. What do you yeah. say? Well, I know... So now these are supposed a... to be things that we actually got for holiday gifts? Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Disco yeah. got himself a fruitcake that could definitely double as oh, like man. a Deadman type of tent steak. It's so, like basically a brick. One of the podcasts that I've talked about multiple times on this show is the Mike O'Mara show. And every year they do a fruitcake fundraiser. And their fruitcakes will change your mind about the way you think a fruitcake tastes because it is say that, absolutely delicious. Could you just say that five times fast? Fruitcake no. fundraiser, fruitcake no. fundraiser. Fruit. But anyway, I ordered it and it is a heavy loaf of, of bread and POD hates it and I love every bite of it. And you couldn't actually use it as a tent steak, but you could use it as a Deadman kind of thing. Yeah, that's wrap. what I just said. Yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. that's valid. You wrap it around there, and it's heavy enough that it would just hold your tent in place. But what if a critter starts to eat your fruitcake overnight? I didn't consider that. You could, and you, you know, know, your fruitcake disintegrates as the critters, you yeah, know, flock to this this delicious dead man that's holding your tent down in the gale force winds. And then the next thing you know, your fruitcake dead man fails because the mouse and rats and yeah. foxes have eaten it and your tent is flopping and the next thing you know you have an experience like i did where my tent collapsed in the middle of the night well and the gale force winds i think if you stick to just using the fruitcake tent steak in the winter when all the animals are away and underground and hibernating mm -hmm. and asleep like you might be okay in the summer this would not work not okay. not even for a minute so don't in try. the summer you'd probably have to use it as a pillow oh of course yeah sure what else? What else? What other it's holiday savings gifts? You can eat it. You can eat it, and for breakfast, so you wake up, you got to take yeah. down your tin anyway. You're not having to carry. Yeah, you're not having food and eat that. Steak. Eat that five pounds of fruit cake and get on the trail. Disco bought me a Cuban fiber stuff sack that's lined with fleece, so you can stuff it full of your things that you're not using at night and use it as a pillow. And that you could definitely use in the same way as a deadman. I don't you know. Put, yeah, I don't... totally. You could put a rock in one end, a rock in the other end, put the, the tie around the middle, and then put rocks on top of that. Be why totally not, fine. Why not just tie the guy line around a rock directly? Well, because sometimes if the guy line already has the loop tied in it, you can fit the bag in without anything in it because it's collapsed. And then it's like a big bow. 
I'm just going to say that uh, you can do the same thing with the uh, bottle of Irish whiskey. Ooh, now we're cooking with gas. Talk to me about that bottle. Uh, it's just a bottle of Irish whiskey. <laughs> we're talking about a fifth? We're talking about a half gallon? What do what you got? No, no, just like a standard size bottle at a okay. 750 or whatever. milliliters. Yeah, yeah. you just okay. you got to wrap the cord around and use it like a dead man. I'd recommend personally finishing the bottle first just in case you don't want it's like, gonna be empty though don't want to, like waste breakage put stuff inside fill it with some water okay no okay holiday gifts dilo i didn't get any get gifts but triple up candy canes candy canes <gasps> oh, yeah. good. i didn't get a get a gift but candy cane it seems like a, the ideal holiday tent steak oh, yeah. you could even oh, like you can even sharpen it yeah you could With sharpen that bad boy. On the one end. And then if you take a hammer, a metal hammer, and you pound. No, you don't <laughs> want to do that. You don't want to do that with a candy cane. No. You nice. need soft ground, I think. Dilo, tell us what you got for Christmas, and can you use it for a tent stick? Uh, no and no. Wow. Okay. I don't think I got anything for Christmas. What? Um, Come on, man. I don't think I did, and I... There's nothing I could use for a tent steak. What about a San Angelo bar? Yeah, I mean, I technically had... my bottle of whiskey was, wasn't really a holiday gift. It was more like yeah. a thank you for dog sitting during the holiday gift. Hmm. So, I mean, does that still count? Sure. Yeah, I think okay. it now, does. Um, on a random note, since you're talking about bottles of alcohol, I just have to say that I have this bottle of coffee liqueur from Mexico oh. that someone brought me last year for Christmas. So good. My friend went to Mexico. He brought me this, and I was like, thanks. And then I never opened it. And then I was like, you know what? I was tidying up and trying to get rid of more stuff. I'm always trying to get rid of things. And I was like, we've never opened this. I'm just going to open it up and dump it out and throw it away. And then we were like, but maybe we should taste it when we open it just to see. And yep. we opened it and poured a little bit of shot glasses. And we both took a drink and we're like, oh, we're keeping this. Yeah, it was <laughs> so, so good. good. <laughs> Especially if you put a little bit in your coffee. Oh, my goodness delicious anyway it'll wake you up in the morning i believe it that's uh yeah all right well i think we're done all right well we should thank everyone for tuning in today big thanks goes to garrett the onion christensen for talking to us about his hike of the iceland traverse and about ice in general so i see and you know equality yeah quality and yeah thanks thanks goes to tony sheboygan pitts and stephen ozark highlands parker for providing tonight's frosty beverages some of which will be delivered to the denver metro area on tuesday and thanks and praise goes to all our monthly paypal donors get yourself a retro logo trail show sticker for a 15 dollars more donation at paypal.me slash the trail show or by clicking the PayPal button at thetrailshow.com. You can find us on the socials, Twitter at Trail Show, Instagram and Fbook at The Trail Show. We're on Stitcher app, Google Podcast app, Apple Podcast app, and on Spotify. Another Trail Show is coming on, but don't fret. We'll be back in February for our Valentine's Day Spectacular. Ooh. Complete with more beers. <laughs> Trails and nonsense. Until then. And CBD. 
For POD, DLO, Special 41, Triple O, and The Onion, I'm Disco. Ciao. Ciao. Dilo, so are you looking okay. for work? Are you looking for a new job now that you're unemployed? Not really. I got like my whole life in front of me, man. I just love being, you know, like footloose and fancy free. Are you unemployed? I missed that part. Are you um, gonna? Are you gonna Don, go to uh, the Amish? You gonna go? Donald Trump let me go. Oh, Pew, that, that unemployment. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, weren't you on the other side of the wall? Like you went. I went was, man. I was digging. Funding. I was digging holes three feet deep, filling them with bags of concrete one at a time, putting those bollard posts in there. It was hard work. And then they just shut it down, huh? They just shut it down. You know, Biden came in and just shut down this whole wall thing. And it's like nobody ever thinks of people like me that are building this wall. That it's like my livelihood to build this wall. Like making a ton of money building but, this wall but i like, mean did, did you, you know? did you ever actually get paid because i know he's like pretty bad about actually paying people i mean like even rudy giuliani's not getting paid right i mean you know that's a good true. point i mean i've been doing oh, this man, for like four kinda, years like yeah. actually you know i maybe yeah, I, I, hope, I hope you were getting you know, paid, paid in no, advance man actually i wasn't i uh i'm gonna have to give don a call man like, yeah you haven't been that. paid a thing Dilo. no like oh boy oh, huh boy. Yeah. Uh, does anybody have his new number? Did he happen to Triple O? You got his number, man. You're down in Florida. Did, no, did he happen to mention writing a check from a Ukrainian bank? Because if so, I I wouldn't cash that, dude. Be real well, careful. If he sent you Bitcoin, you might be okay. But um, yeah, Outside of that, hmm. you might be SOL, Dilo. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Right. You yeah. might just have to write a tell-all. I gotta, I gotta go have my done. final snack. I gotta right. reach out to Don. This is this is disconcerting. Well, I'm concerned. On next month's trail show, Anthony Scaramucci. Stay tuned, everyone. We'll be back. <laughs> oh, in February. My goodness. I don't understand what's happening. I don't know what's going on. I'm a jerk. Do I call you Onion or the Onion? <laughs> uh, when speaking to me, you can just call me the Onion. Okay. I haven't listened to the, the last couple episodes of the trial show. You guys are way down in my queue. The bikers never stop for me.